What's up, y'all? Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me for yet another thrilling episode of Stars Born. I'm your host, of course, Chris Arneson. Just left the apartment out for a little Wednesday night walk. May 8th, 2019. 7.52 p.m. Beautiful night here in Pullman, Washington. Across the street from Washington State University. Ah, beautiful day. Got a belly full of pizza right now. Just going to Walmart today. I got this. So this pizza was on sale. Originally priced $8. I got it for 6 and uh, it's like three pounds and 10 ounces or something. It's like over three and a half pounds of pizza. Supreme. So I got a giant plastic bag, uh, Christmas themed, bunch of snowflakes on it. Walking over the train tracks right now. Looking at the brewery on my right, the Paradise Creek uh, Trail Brewery that I just talked about that I was just at with my roommates um but yeah I got a big old plastic baggie full stock full meat meaty pizza meat lovers pizza um yeah it's not my favorite kind of pizza but pizza is my favorite food that's for sure it is um Without a doubt, my favorite. I would, if I ever had a TV show, uh, it doesn't even have to be on the Food Channel. It could be Travel Channel or Discovery. Probably Travel, because I think they're food-centric now. I think, oh, I'm looking over at this house, and these four people are sitting on top of this house over here. That's kind of cool. They're all just kind of chilling. Just, just hanging out, spending the night sitting on the house it's the farmhouse um i'm gonna walk over this to the sign right now copple farm uh pullman park trail system copple farm it's called all right i'm about to take a seat here i'm about to get comfy what was i just talking about oh all right sitting down there oh i was just talking about um Let's see. <laughs> what well, was I just talking about? It's just so funny when I get distracted by a few people on the roof. Um, let's see. I don't want to go. I mean, I was talking about. <laughs> I was just listening to Joe Rogan, Andrew Centino. Well, I just started. I didn't really. I actually just listened to Burt Kreischer's uh, Burt Kreischer's. I, I was just oh, I was talking about my favorite pizzas. Um, <laughs> oh yes, if I ever had a that's right, if I ever had a TV show, of course. It's easily it's funny how easily I can get distracted. Um, just a few people just sitting on the roof of a house. And I'm like, what is that? Just very easily. <laughs> All right, yeah, if I had a TV show, I'm. Travel channel or food channel, 
it would definitely be traveling around the world and just visiting the like mom and pop hole in the wall salt of the earth down to earth just all the different kinds of little piece of joints just around the world like definitely the standard ones like in Italy and you know just around the US but also just internationally um yeah that's what would I call it I would call it topping of the world there we go and let's do the NBA update so the Bucks the Milwaukee Bucks took down the Celtics game 5 won the series as I predicted I was trying to remember if I what I said if I said that the Bucks or that the Sixers would be in the finals when I repicked when I repicked the the East bracket. I think I said the Sixers would. And it looks like the Raptors are gonna beat the Sixers in that series, so now I'm thinking it's gonna be the Buck. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to say Bucks. I'm just going to say Bucks. But that's all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay tuned for that. But my, I'll make my official pick. I'll say Bucks over Raptors. Because it looks like looks like the Raptors are going to beat the Sixers. Kawhi is unstoppable. And, um, yeah, right now, the Warriors... Warriors taking on the the Rockets in game five at home in the Bay Area. Um man, if the Rockets win that game, that they're gonna win that series. If they win game five, if they win tonight, that's gonna be shocking if Houston wins that series. I will not be I mean, I'll be, I will be happy, but I'll be super surprised. Um nobody predicted that one. So we'll we'll see what the score is right now in that one. Um, we'll we'll check on it. We'll do the NBA update. Oh, as for the Mariners, we won to them. We beat the Yankees ten to one in the Bronx. The Bronx. Uh, you see Kikuchi, our new. Wait, was what is, what is, Kik- is Kikuchi? See. I gotta look it up now. I think he, yeah, he's Japanese. Our new uh, Japanese pitcher, star, superstar pitcher. I think he was like an MVP over there. But um, yeah, we won ten to one. So there we go. He carried a no hitter into the sixth inning. Um, and then tomorrow, once again, three thirty-five, take on the Yankees. So there we go. There's your manners update. Very good. We are now one game over 500. So on the happy side of 500. And all right, let's see what we have here. So we're not going to talk Brad Pitt just yet because I want to save that for a Stars Born HQ. But I am looking at a different list, also on IMDb. So this is. This is a fun little list. Uh, I just dug this one up on Google. I googled it, as as a guy says in the internship. 
Um, Alright. 40 movies you must watch before you die. So, here we go. Number one. The Shawshank Redemption. I have never seen Shawshank Redemption. Little Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. That's my attempt at Morgan Freeman. I am God. Morgan Freeman. Make sure to... I made sure to say his name just to... Make sure that you knew that I was doing an impression of Morgan Freeman. I'm just helping you out here. Man, there's a bunch of flies out here. A bunch of mosquitoes. Jeez. I played some more Super Smash with my roommate, Noah, this evening. I was Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong's been my character lately. But I also went with the robot one. What's it called? Like, Rob? I did that one once. Not so good. Didn't do that well. I like how how much uh, strength Donkey Kong has. How much protection. That's the word I'm looking for. Alright. Alright. So Shawshank Redemption. Never seen it. Want to see it though. Goodwill Hunting. How about them apples? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. This is Goodwill Hunting. I've seen it. It's a great movie. Also, I love the, um, <laughs> I'm just going to do a few, couple quotes from each movie. <laughs> no, I won't do that. But I love the It's Always Sunny, uh, when Charlie is the janitor. Charlie's like this, <laughs> he tries to be a smart janitor. And they're doing a parody of Goodwill Hunting. It's one of my favorite episodes. Charlie just keeps helping, he tries to help all the kids that at the school he's working at. He's, it's always sunny one of my favorite shows <laughs> I'm just thinking of Charlie that episode that if you've never seen that show I would I'd recommend watching I can't remember it's one of the later seasons but it's the episode where I'm trying to think of the title but it's just where Charlie becomes like the smart jander alright and D is the drama teacher Alright, because I, th- I think uh, the drama teacher, the original drama teacher has like a, he breaks his hip, he fall. here's a spoiler alert, spoiler alert, he falls and breaks his hip in the middle of the play, like while they're acting, and D thinks that, D thinks that he's acting, but he's like, no, I'm not acting, I, I broke my hip, call 911, it's, it's so funny, um, that's a great show, I think Charlie, Charlie's probably my favorite character, sometimes I might say Dennis, but right now, today, you know, your, your opinion can change day to day. Today, Charlie's my favorite character on on uh, It's Always Sunny. Charlie! Charlie! Alright. Man, these mosquitoes. Number three. This is another real famous one. Forrest Gump. 1994. 142 minutes. Long movie. Of course I've seen Forrest Gump. Not for a while, though. I've been to Bubba Gump's in Hawaii. That's the closest I've ever been to a shark. It's when we were at Bubba Gump's. Our table is right next to the 
the there's like a window right by our table and the ocean was just right there and a shark just came just came right on up it's, I'm I don't know I don't know how people swim in the ocean all the time without without thinking about that especially because my roommate's from Hawaii so he's he's talked about just being fearless when it comes to sharks and swimming even at night I mean I would I would not go out there in the middle of the ocean at night in Hawaii I don't know if I think Hawaii is known for there being a fair amount of sharks but I guess you just have to put it in the back of your mind when you're out there um I don't know <laughs> some morose subject um I mean, hey, you just, if you just act the part, just be cool, act like it doesn't bother you, just kick them in the nose if they come at you, don't shed any blood, you should be fine. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like, I wonder if Bear Grylls has ever fought a shark. I feel like he probably has on this show. <laughs> like he he did like the the cage swimming in the cage with the shark but he accidentally did it like a cage fight he did it the wrong way <laughs> the shark was on the wrong side of the of the cage oh my god <laughs> i'm just thinking about ufc because i just watched ufc on on saturday with my roommate so on my mind I like I actually like it now I've been watching I mean I never watched it till this spring till January never really actually I, that's a lot I saw it a few times in the fall because I went with Brett my buddy my old friend Brett and his girlfriend Kimmy and then their friend Chase we went to Oh, what was it? the the J Pub in Juanita, which is right north of Kirkland, where I was born. <laughs> like I, I always have to identify where I was born when I'm talking about the, the East Side. <laughs> yeah, uh, Evergreen Hospital represent you know Kirkland, Washington, the birthplace of Costco. Did you know that Kirkland signature? I bet you did not know that. I bet you didn't know that. When you go to Costco, you can thank uh, my birthplace, <laughs> Kirkland. Uh, but yeah, we were in Juanita a couple times, the J-Pub. And yeah, they had like a UFC fight night. And they would have like 20 different TVs. For, for some reason, they couldn't put one of the TVs on college football. Because that was during college football season. But they just put... All 20, all on UFC. Because I guess they're really were living up to the fight night name. Wow. I just look back and now, now one of the people is sitting like on top of the, what do you call that? Like the arch of the, of the house? The point? Like they're sitting on the, on the point of the house. It seems kind of, it's pretty steep. But that's a little update there. Um... Yeah, so that's UFC. I'm not, like, a huge fan of it. I still don't like it as much as 
football, baseball, basketball. But it's more entertaining than soccer and hockey. <laughs> Don't get me started on hockey. I'm not a big, not a big fan of hockey, really. I mean, it's okay, but I don't understand how it's the only sport where there's sanctioned fistfights in the middle of in the middle of a game. Like UFC, I'll accept the violence. I mean, because it's part. That's what the the point of the sport is. It's it is a violent sport. It's it's like wrestling, but real. But that's not true though, because wrestling, wrestling's still violent. Like they're slamming, they're slamming on those mats, like jumping from the tops of those ropes. Probably like ten feet, they're jumping, just landing right on your back, just right on that mat. Even though it does, it has some give, like it bounces. But still, though, rest. People say wrestling's fake, but. Those those guys get hurt, like, and then they get addicted to pain pills. It's terrible, but yeah. So UFC, it's okay. I don't know if I'd rather watch. We just did the Rock episode, so I'm thinking about wrestling too. UFC versus wrestling. I guess I'm a little more interested in UFC because it seems like the stakes are a little higher, but wrestling seems like more of a entertainment. Like more of a TV show than a, than a sport. UFC seems like more of a sport. Um, Alright, here we go. But man, like what? Max Holloway? He's a dude from Hawaii. And I did not see this fight, but I heard about it. Or I saw like a quick highlight of it. Apparently he just like squared off. Like he pointed at the ground... I think this was near the end of one of the rounds maybe near the end of the last round but I don't know who he was fighting but he just he met this guy in the center of the ring and just pointed at the middle of the ground and then and then they just started exchanging just haymakers just punching each other like in the face like as hard as they could just winding up you know how like a drunk like bar fight or like a street fight or something like you might see on like uh, world star hip hop, um, or the old like Kimbo Slice. Remember Kimbo Slice? But he actually knows how to. He actually knows how to punch. But did he ever do UFC? Speaking of, I feel like Kimbo Slice. He must have done either UFC or or wrestling. But yeah, Max Holloway. That's my my roommate Noah's. That's like his favorite UFC guy because representing the Hawaiian Islands, like The Rock. Um, yeah, Kimbo Slice, The Rock. Uh, Kimbo Slice. <laughs> Just keep going back and forth. Kimbo Slice, The Rock. Kimbo Slice, The Rock. Kimbo Slice passed away June 6, twenty sixteen, on my brother's birthday. Um, he was 42. He was a Bahamian? Bahamian American mixed martial artist. So he was boxer, professional wrestler, and occasional actor. Noted for mutual combat street fights, which were spread across the internet, leading the Rolling Stone, calling him 
the king of the web brawlers. <laughs> what if it was? It's the character from Almost Famous. That's who. That's who called him the king of the web brawlers. Callback, multi-episode callback to Almost Famous. <laughs> Rolling Stone. That's just when the. I only think about the movie Almost Famous when Rolling Stone comes up. But the king of the web brawlers. That sounds like something you might call like some internet troll or like Alex Jones or something or some like podcaster who who's always getting big beefs you know the king of the web brawlers <laughs> the web brawlers because he's not it's more like a it's not a web brawler he's he's just the king of the brawlers it's the king of the punching king, king of punching because the king of web brawlers makes it seem makes it seem kind of nerdy you know in my, in my opinion in opinion so um he competed for the ultimate fighter heavyweights and yeah he he did go in UFC he he defeated Houston Alexander in his UFC de- debut so there you go um very good rest in peace Kimbo Wait, oh wait, I go back to him. I want to see if that's his real name. If that is, I'm going to be so happy. Uh, nope, nope. Not even his real last name. I thought... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought Slice might be... I thought he might be a, a Slice at least, but... Because Slice is like a believable last name. Kimbo could be your first name, but... Kevin Ferguson. So, I can see why he goes by... Kimbo Slice, or he used to go by Kimbo Slice. It's a lot more ex- exciting of a name. A good, a good King of the Web Brawlers name. It's a good name for a web brawler. <laughs> Kevin Ferguson just sounds like a the other kind of web brawler, like an internet troll. <laughs> Kevin Ferguson. Um, I now I feel bad because I'm making fun. Of, <laughs> I'm making fun of him. <laughs> He can't defend himself because he's he's no longer with us. But that's I'm not making fun of him, you know. R.I.P. Kimbo. All right, so back to <laughs> back to the IMDb must see movies before you die. Forty movies before you die. Pulp Fiction is the fourth one. I was just watching Pulp Fiction with my roommate Christopher, who already went home for the summer. Uh, might, man. Hopefully, I see Chris, Christopher again sometime. Don't know when I'll see him again, but see him again sometime. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, it's not another situation like with my old roommates at um, Paradise Creek Brewery, the trail room, the trail tap room, right down the right down the trail that I talked about a few episodes ago. That was kind of awkward. <laughs> I was with my new roommates and I saw my old roommates and <laughs> it was a it was a meeting of the roommates. It was like looking in the mirror. It's like looking at the past and the future at the same time, you know. Or at least the past and the present. Alright. So Pulp Fiction. Great movie. I've probably only seen it like three times. Not as big of a fan of it as everyone else, but I don't know. I think Honestly, I think Quentin Tarantino is a little overrated. <laughs> I hate to say. 
Sounds kind of like a hot take, but he doesn't have enough movies. He's only came out with eight movies that he's directed. That's I I think there's some directors that have three times, four times that many. But I mean, it's not. I guess it's about quality, not quantity. But I must say, uh, Hateful Eight. In my, I I didn't like it. I, I went to that one with my dad actually. At AMC Winneville. Oh my god, which brings me... <laughs> I wasn't even planning on doing it, but... Might as well... Let's do the AMC triple feature, so... <laughs> uh, the year was June. The year was June. Uh, the year was 2009. It was June. was the month. I was with my best bud growing up, Stephen Ungrecht. And... This was AMC Woodenville. Where I would go on to see The Hateful Eight with my dad. Oh, what year was that? Probably 2015. I think it was January. It was the holidays. It was like December, January. Probably 2014, 2015, I'm guessing. But, yeah, AMC Triple Feature. So, me and Steven, we had just gone out of school. Sophomore year had just ended. At Bothell High School. Um, which reminds me of... Oh, I think this was the same time. This was one of the worst times. I mean, I'm not like... I'm not trying to victimize myself and saying... And say I'm like a victim of bullying or something. I, I just think this is a funny story. So, I'm not saying I'm the victim here, but... <laughs> so, these guys... These guys... Uh, Johnny Barajas and Kevin Weston... They're, I think they're, Kevin was definitely a football player, and I think, I don't know if Johnny ever played football, but it's weird, because neither of these guys were, <laughs> like, they weren't my friends, and, um, but I was going, I was playing football that junior, that summer, I mean, I was going to play the whole year, but I ended up quitting right before the season started, <laughs> for some reason, I I didn't stick it out. I went through both the summer camps, Camp Brotherhood and then the Puget Sound camp, where I was a roommate with Greg Williams, uh, my, my other buddy. But um, yeah, for some reason, I, I quit right before season started. But that's okay. I mean, I mean, I don't believe in regrets necessarily. Like, regrets like a weird word. I think things just happen. Like, you just make decisions and then that just shapes who you are as a person like how could you have a regret if because you wouldn't be the same person as you were today like to make that what am I trying to say you wouldn't be the same person so how could you have that regret like you wouldn't even know if you had that regret because <laughs> it's a really spacey thought that I'm trying to trying to carve out right now but you'd be a different person so I don't know. I think everything you've ever, everything's ever happened to you, kind of like shapes who you are. So it's tough to have regrets. I mean, I'm sure there's things that people do. Like there's things that we you wish wouldn't have happened in your life, but I think regret is like a negative connotation because that just means you like if you had like a genie came up and granted you a few wishes then your first one would be to take that thing back. So that's like, 
I don't like the word regret. I think it's just things happen, they shape you. And uh, you can't control everything. You control some things. But then you just keep moving forward. Like I don't like to even look at look backwards that much. I like to just, just keep looking forward. Look at the future. Look at your goals. How are you going to reach them? But let's get back to the... <laughs> I'm in a story, in a story right now. So here we go. In a story, in a story, in a story. Um, this is some Inception stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting on a bench right by the Palouse River. Looking at my apartment. Looking at my car parked by my apartment. I can see my window. It's still light out here. Staying light super super late now but um all right so back to the kevin and johnny kevin weston and johnny Brahas. um yeah the, so here's what happened it was after the um assembly so this was like the last thing that we were doing um before before i think it was like the last day of school actually and kevin was a year older and wait I may have been a junior I think yeah so I think I was a junior when this happened <laughs> alright so I was a junior Kevin was a senior and John because Johnny was a year younger so, so he was a sophomore so that all makes sense there and um, it must have been the last assembly before graduation and <laughs> here's what happened they, they kind of they cornered me just right outside the assembly or not the assembly I just said assembly right outside the cafeteria and I can't remember exactly what they said but it was so weird because I swear it was like the first time I I think this was this must have been oh you know what it was wait I, I don't know what it was it must have been sophomore year in June of sophomore year I'm sticking by it because I remember it being kind of awkward when I played uh, football against Kevin that summer not awkward but he probably didn't remember but I just I, I just remember him and uh, Kevin and Johnny so so Kevin Weston is just he's um he's a black kid I'm just describing Describing who, what he looks like. Um, he's a black kid. Um, not, I'm taller than him, so not, not like physically imposing or anything. Not super muscular. And then Johnny Brahas was just this big, kind of, I don't want to say fat, but a little overweight uh, Mexican kid. So <laughs> there's a black kid with. Um, I just remember he had, at one point. He had this, he had like a nice, what kind of, it was, I guess you would call a flat top. Like he had a nice flat top. And then later in the football season, he had some nice cornrows. So <laughs> that's one of the good things about uh, being a black dude. You got the, you got the versatility in your hair. I, can't, I couldn't rock either of those haircuts. I, can't, I couldn't rock a, a flat top or cornrows, but... I mean, I guess I, I definitely couldn't do a flat top, but I suppose, well, some kid just rode by on a bike with cool neon blue lights on his wheels. 
I suppose I could do cornrows if I went to if someone did it for me if I, or if I went to a, like a barber shop or something but I don't, I don't know what am I, what, I'm not trying to look like a riffraff or something uh, I would never get I would I don't know I, I'm, I have boring hair like I don't do facial hair like the most the craziest facial hair I've ever done is I did a a mustache in support of Gardner Minshew the old Washington State quarterback from last season that led us to that great to that great year but yeah he was known as the stash so we I walked by on on my way to the rec center I walked by a fire hydrant that has a mustache just plastered to it um, <laughs> in honor of the stash so yeah but yeah <laughs> back to the story so Kevin and Johnny they just corner me but I guess they didn't really corner me because I was just oh I just turned around and those kids are no longer on the roof of that house that old farmhouse back there but it's getting kind of twilighty out here getting a little dusky but anyway they didn't really corner me because because um I was outside we were outside the cafeteria but I don't know what was, what was my point they they kind of they're being like <laughs> try, I guess trying to like intimidate me it was just some old fashioned like bowling or something and what, what was my response to it ah uh, I don't know I think I think I was actually pretty scared like I was like shaking in my boots because that was probably the most intense <laughs> that was the most intense bowling I've ever had in my whole life other than when Brian Salas this this tiny little Mexican kid <laughs> back in seventh grade I just very distinctly remember this um I think I either I cried I think I cried <laughs> I think he made me cry from bullying man that's that's the power of I'm not like a big like anti-bullying person or anything but I mean of course I am like you should never nobody should bully anyone but it's always true that the person who's bullying is always like they're in pain like they're hiding something or like they have some sort of reason behind it but um what am I trying to say <laughs> now I just get I take like a deep breath and what was I talking about? Talking about Brian Salas, Bowling and me. It was in the new building because they had just gone under construction, Canyon Park, Junior High. A couple new buildings. I think this was in the math and science one. And yeah, I can't remember what he said to me. I think he was just like really cutting like with his with his words like he definitely wasn't wasn't uh like physical at all neither were uh Kevin or Johnny but I don't know I'm like he was like roasting me like a comedian like it was some sort of <laughs> some sort of like roast battle or kill Tony episode or something but so that was that memory yeah and I definitely like I wonder if I tattled I think I may have tattletailed on him or taking it to the principal because I remember having some sort of like meeting 
with some sort of three-way meeting with me and Brian and oh my god we had this this vice principal oh wait that was at Bothell at Bothell we had a like vice principal Nelson like Mrs. Nelson and she was known for being like super super like mean just cruel like a cruel lady (laughs) but it's so funny how like I feel like the high like we were the mean ones like she's just she's just doing her job like she wasn't out of line like she wasn't doing anything out of line I doubt it like I don't remember her doing anything crazy (laughs) but she's got this reputation for being this very mean lady um alright it's kind of like uh my I remember we had this elementary school uh our principal alright so here's what happened you know, elementary school. I wish I could read the Cooking the Fast Way, the recipe right now, but I'm not in a, a Stars Born HQ. But, um, so here's what happened. We had Mr. Anderson. So Mr. Anderson was the principal. Back at, in kindergarten, he was my principal at Anderson, um, the old Anderson schoolhouse, which I, I used to think it was named after him, but I'm sure that wasn't named after him. I mean, because the timeline just doesn't make sense. Like, that building, that's an old building. Probably over 100 years old. It's also, which, it's the same building that's now uh, McMinimins. So, that's why I used to work for for eight days in the summer of 2017. I've told that story about, I got fired. That's the only job I've ever been fired, but... It was just a miscommunication. I just left. I left a shift early, and I don't know. I don't know why they fired me. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but I wrote this article or this blog post about it, and my blog, thegoatone.blogspot.com. Just this hypothetical situation where I was like, I was imagining what I would do, or what I would have done. I was like, I would have freaked out, just like throwing the breadsticks like javelins, you know just tossed a bowl of spaghetti on the the head of the manager <laughs> like all sorts of mean stuff um but anyway anderson elementary or anderson schoolhouse uh i also played basketball there nyba um that's not the place where i got the four technical fouls though that was at north shore junior high but um <laughs> that's, that's not the place where I broke the record for technical fouls. In uh, I'm sure that might be the record, like a national record or something. Four technical fouls in a recreational basketball league and ejection. I wonder if the ejection counted as a separate technical foul. But <laughs> What if I just got arrested? I just... <laughs> they just took me straight to juvie. Just straight to juvenile hall. There's just a paddy wagon waiting for me. That'd be... A little over the top. A little over the topping. Oh, snap. Oh, that could be the other name. Over the topping. That, that would be the name of my pizza. My pizza TV show. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, all right, so Mr. Anderson, Anderson Schoolhouse. Played basketball there. They had a really cool old wooden gym. Kind of like a Hoosier-style gym. Um... Minus the racism. <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't like 1950s Indiana, you know. 
It was like 2000s, uh, 2000s Washington State. But, anywho, Hoosiers still, still a solid movie. I still like Hoosiers. Good movie. But I, I like Rudy. I, I would honestly say Rudy over Hoosiers. That's my controversial pick of the day. But uh, Anderson, so yeah, they had a really cool gym though. It kind of reminds me of the Butler gym. I love like the Butler. It's a field house. Only in Indiana can you call a basketball gym a field house. I think that's like a, a law. I think it's a national law. <laughs> Seriously, like, where else do you call them field houses? Only Indiana. But they were really cool. How do I describe it? There's like a balcony behind the hoop. And um, it's just really cool. It's, it probably, it's probably a tiny capacity. And yeah, I think this is Butler University that I'm thinking of. But it could be one of those other tiny Indiana basketball schools like Valpo. One of those. But, um, all right, I'm telling the story about Mr. Anderson. So he was also a principal at, at Anderson, ironically. And he would go on to be our principal at Maywood. And he was, like, the greatest principal of all time. Like, we all loved him. We just, everyone loved him. Like, the, the moms loved him. The PTA loved him. The, all the kids loved him. He was the coolest, the coolest dude ever. And I can't remember why he left. Oh, okay. Yes, that's why. He got a job. He got a new job at Skyview Junior High, which is, excuse me, the other junior high that feeds into Bothell High School. So it's Cane Park and Skyview. Uh, I went to Cane Park. And, um, yeah, Mr. Anderson. So we were all super sad, like crest, crestfallen when he left. When we left Maywood Hills Elementary to go on move on to greener pastures at Skyview. But once again, like, I'm sure he was just moving up the ladder, just up the corporate ladder, you know, <laughs> the educational system. Probably probably got a higher-paying job. Like, it's more responsibility being um, a principal at a junior high than elementary school. But anyway, principal, the, the principal who took over for him, um... <laughs> This was not his fault at all, looking back. Like, he could not control who he took over for, his predecessor. Um, or was he the... Yeah, he couldn't control who his predecessor was. Because we all loved Mr. Anderson, so we're obviously... We're, we're not going to like the person who takes over. Unless unless they're, like, super cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Let's say they put a... A slip and slide in the <laughs> in the cafeteria. Um, but anyway, Mr. Aramaki, Mr. Aramaki came in, and I think this was fifth grade. And this was when I started to get in trouble. Like I got in trouble for bullying, but it's not. <laughs> it sounds like I'm making excuses, trying to justify myself, but it's not my fault. <laughs> it's like. Um, it's not, it's like a, what's it called? Goodwill hunting. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault you bullied. It's not your fault you're a bully. But seriously, it was, um, it was all my friends. But apologies to Patrick. Ah, uh, what was his last name? Patrick Kavanaugh. I think, I believe that was his name, Patrick Kavanaugh. 
Yeah, that was like me and like a dozen, like a baker's dozen of my friends. Um, we all got in trouble. I think I may have gotten suspended for like a day or two for bullying. But I, I don't remember anything specific that we did. It may have been like a systematic thing, systematic oppression or something. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, I feel bad that... Patrick felt like that he was being like singled out and bullied but I mean I'm like thinking back like we definitely were we were kind of making fun of him but I don't know that's that's just the way like kids are mean like they can be mean they be cruel so that was probably uh that's probably karma that's why I got bullied by Johnny (laughs) Johnny Brajas and Kevin Weston (laughs) and uh Brian Salas that's why I would go on to get bullied by them because that's karma seriously get it's all it comes full circle life comes full circle you know um it's kinda, i just start crying <laughs> just oh my god no seriously it's not nothing wrong with crying though like i have i had a good cry this morning you know i feel great after having a good cry just looking out the window just <laughs> and then just like this like before going to the gym, just <laughs> uh, just thinking about my birthday. Oh my god, my recent two two weeks ago. But I, I have to get over it. Like I said, moving forward, not think about the past. Nothing you can do to control the past. But um, that's why I love. One of the things I love about movies is when you watch a good movie, they'll make you cry. Like <laughs> I love movies that make me cry, and I'm not. I'm not afraid. I'm not too macho. I'm not one of those macho guys, you know? Afraid to cry. I mean, in front of anyone. I'll cry in front of anyone. In front of anyone. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not afraid. This, <laughs> it's, I think it's a sign of, of courage, of, like, strength. I don't Some people, I think people are pretty woke. People are woke nowadays, though. They know. They know this. it's cool to cry. I mean, it's, it's turned full circle. Now it's, it's not cool to be like a meathead, like a, a Guido. <laughs> Don't get me started on, on Jersey Shore. Don't even get me started. Um, where am I? Where am I? So, yeah, Mr. Aramaki took over. Yeah, I got in trouble for bullying. I got in trouble for throwing an egg at the gym <laughs> with my buddy Evan, Evan Erickson. Um... Yeah, Evan, I remember the the Killers, Hot Fuzz. That was the name of that album that came out, what was that, 2004? It was either 2004 or 2005. But his birthday party back then, that must have been back at the same time when we were throwing eggs at gyms, <laughs> that we were getting introduced to the Killers at, um, at his birthday party. And... Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of silly string, I remember, which I think is definitely, I'm not like a hypochondriac, like I just said on a recent episode, not a hypochondriac, but I think silly string, I think there's been science proven, <laughs> there's been experiments done to prove that it's probably uh, not safe for your lungs, some sort of silly string lung or something out there, but uh, also neon bowling. I think that was the same, that may have been all the same birthday party that we went 
neon bowling, silly stringing, and hot fuzzing <laughs> with the killers. But um, yeah, I got in trouble for throwing an egg with Evan by Mr. Aramaki. But that's the thing. Like I'm, I think I always, for some reason, I don't know what it is, but I've always had problem with like authority figures. Like, like I just talked about fighting with my parents, like the ultimate authority figure. Um, I always had trouble, like talk, not, never really talking back to teachers. But like maybe coaches, like I probably talk back to a coach or two. But like referees, oh my god, that was my biggest. That was my biggest one. I was like, like Draymond Green combined with uh, trying to think of um, oh, who was uh, Rashid Wallace? Rashid Wallace was always would always get a ton of technical fouls. But yeah, those guys are known for just always running their mouth at the referees. <laughs> like like my timely NBA reference with Rashid Wallace, ball don't lie. But um, I always had trouble with authority figures. And that's probably why I never joined the Army. <laughs> that, would, that would break me, though. That would, that would break my, my trouble with authority figures for sure. Like in, in boot camp or whatever. I'm sure that would break me down to my core. But <laughs> I'm sure that's why I didn't join. I was too scared. Too, man, that's one thing. Like... I, I respect people who are in the army and fighting like overseas. Just, just I respect those people so much because I because just because I would never do it. And I think that's how you base that's how you base respect. Is it's like I wouldn't do this thing, so I really respect this person. Like I respect people who skydive because I don't I don't know if I've, I would ever skydive or do bungee jumping like from a high height. But anyway, the army or, or any type of uh, services, I just can't believe, um, like, yeah, it's just, I, I've just known since a young age that it's just like, I'm not even afraid to admit it. Like, I just don't have the, the internal, like, fortitude. It's just, it, my, my internal fortitude goes as far as uh, football. That's as far as it is it reached? I would, and I'd even, I'd even play a season of a full season of high school football. I only made it a half season, so imagine me trying to make it into the army. You know, like you have to be a different kind of person. Is what I'm saying. To um, to be willing to risk your life. I don't know. It's just yeah. It's just different people. Cause I'm not saying. I, I mean, I think I am, like, I am, uh, I was gonna say just less, less of a person than people who are willing to, willing to risk their life for their country. I think so. I think, I think that kind of makes you, it makes you like a super, a bit of like a superhuman if you're willing to, to go risk your life like that. It's, it's kind of like a superhuman power, you know? Cause yeah, like I've just known since since a young age. Like uh, I'm just I'm too scared. Like <laughs> I get scared at uh, like like a roller coaster or like playing football or something. Like like I can't even imagine like 
yeah all right so that's sad yeah i don't, know. I don't have the courage but um yeah i'm just looking around it's getting kind of dark now i'm gonna have to head back pretty soon oh what is this moon going right now is this waning or waxing it's a crescent moon super super thin crescent moon like you would picture in a on a logo of a f- food product or a, or a nighttime tea. One of those teas that has, um, what's that one ingredient that, chamomile, that's it, chamomile. That's the ones I know from herbal teas. But I'm just looking around right now. I stood up, stretching the old legs. Oh my God, I hope I don't see. You know what I'm hoping I don't, <clears throat> excuse me. Hoping I don't run into a family of deer right now. Because <laughs> that's what, that's not out of the ordinary. Or not totally unexpected. Because I was walking the other day in the morning, out for my morning jaunt. And um, yeah, I'm walking down the hill. Let's see. So, how do I describe it? I'm trying to describe it versus the, the gazebo. The gazebo at, Lost in Gardens. I guess it's just up the hill. Um, I guess it's kind of near here, actually. It's over by the ball fields. It's actually towards the Palouse, uh, the brewery over there. But um, I was so I was walking down the hill. It was actually right. You know where it was? It was right by the house that has the garden on the roof. So I've mentioned that before. <laughs> the rooftop garden. Um, I just, I would love, I like anything rooftop, like a rooftop pool. Why is it that when it's on the roof, it just makes it 10 times cooler? Like a massage is good, but if you get a massage on a roof, it's like a super massage. But anyway, I'm walking down this hill. I'm probably listening to some podcast. I think Dumb People Town, actually. This must have been Tuesday morning. This must have been just yesterday morning, actually. So, just the days have been long, I guess. But yesterday morning, I'm walking down the hill by the house with the garden on the on the roof, and um, I just seriously just look over. So I I have my headphones in, and I look across the street, and probably ten feet, just standing in the bushes, ten feet away, probably ten to fifteen feet away, there's a deer just staring at me and like deer in headlights I like (laughs) didn't want to say it but I mean just staring at me and just staring bullets at me you know it's kind of weird like I don't it might sound like I have a big ego or something like I think this deer is looking at me like why is he looking at me (laughs) no but he really was like he actually was looking directly at me and I honestly stopped. Like, I was scared. I, I didn't know. I couldn't remember from... Because I, I haven't watched Animal Planet that much, you know? I haven't watched too many of uh, Bear Grylls' shows. I mean, I used to watch Man vs. Wild a lot, actually. But he doesn't talk about deer, you know? Bear Grylls... That deer's not sexy. Deer aren't sexy. They're not... They're not spicy enough. They're not fun or not, I'm not, or not interesting, you know, they're not, like, he wants to talk about, like, bears and moose and, like, elk and, like, polar, polar bears and stuff, but 
ice caps. <laughs> Drinking his own pee. But, um... Man, I can't... I can't believe... Like... I heard... So I heard... This is how you do it. Because, you know, Bear Grylls would stand out there in the Arctic. Like, in the polar circle or whatever. And, um... Arctic circle. He stands out there in his... I'll get back to my deer story. But he stands out there in his underwear... And he's about to jump into the... And also, like... Oh, my God. One of my biggest fears. So, you know how they'll drill the circle in the ice? And then people sometimes jump into that? Like, if it's a frozen lake in in Minnesota or something? Minnesota. Minnesota. Fargo. Eh? Um, (laughs) But if it's... They drill a hole. So, you drill a hole. And... That's one of my biggest fears is jumping into that hole and then swimming down and not being able to find the opening. Because I'm sure people have drowned. I'm sh- I know people have drowned that way. And it's that haunts me. I would never swim in a frozen lake like that. Because it's just not, not in that manner. Not drilling a little hole and then jumping in and then, and then trying to find that hole. Because just it's too scary, you know. It's just because you might get your system gets shocked by the cold, and then you might close your eyes or something and spin around, and before you know it, you don't you don't know where you are. You know, you do a three sixty, and it's too that's scary. That's I think that's probably the worst way for me to die, <laughs> or you know, like the the least <clears throat> the way I want to die or the worst. What, what am I trying to say? The way the way I would like to die the least is jumping in a frozen lake and then not being able to find the hole, the, the air hole. That's, and also quicksand, of course. But that's kind of a, more of a, a thing from back in the day. From I'm not really as scared of quicksand as I was, you know, in junior high or whatever. But anyway, so let's get... So Bear Grylls, yeah, he... So apparently... When you stand out there, you stand in the snow. All right, speaking of standing, I'm going to stand up and start to head back. I wonder if you can hear the water, the Palouse River, walking right by the water. So um, you stand in the snow in your underwear, and you get ready to jump in that, in that frozen lake. And um, apparently, it's so, all right, so it's so cold. You're so cold standing out there. That once you get into the water, it actually feels a little warmer because because you're so cold when you're standing out there. I'm walking now, if you can't tell. So I wonder if it sounds different when I'm talking and walking. But I thought that was an interesting fact that you can jump into that freezing cold water because you're so cold standing in those elements. So, man, I have so many stories so many tabs open right now in my mind all right so mr aramaki i guess i guess apologies to mr aramaki um (laughs) i don't know if you're listening apologies (laughs) because i think the whole school kind of i actually think he may have left after sixth grade after i left and went on i believe mr aramaki also left just because he was getting so much grief from all the students and all the all the parents and stuff so that's like that's that's just too bad i mean i don't know i think it's just mr anderson 
It's trying. It's going from. That's just the effect that someone can have. Like Mr. Anderson's legacy is that <laughs> the legacy he left is making it super tough for Mr. Amaki to to do his job. Because I just remember all the parents were. They're kind of like. I don't know about blaming Mr. Aramaki, but just, I think they were just mad because he wasn't as good as Mr. Anderson, like I said. Yeah. And I also think it was his first job. I believe it was his first principal job. So, um, yeah, I do remember one time. Yeah, it may have been, oh, it was during the egg incident. When, it was when me and Evan threw the egg at the gym. But my dad actually had to come in to the principal's office to, to talk to me and Mr. Aramaki, have a little, little three-way meeting. So <laughs> I can't imagine. I'd be so angry if I had to go into my kid's school and just interrupt my work day and be like, oh my God, that's so funny. But <laughs> that's probably one of the reasons why, why people didn't like Mr. Aramaki. They're like, he's making us come in during work. I'm going in the apartment now. All right, ready? What's up, dude? What are you watching? Baseball. <laughs> All right, here we go. Shut the door and I think I'm gonna take a little break. Actually, I'll be right back. That was my roommate Noah right there. He's watching, uh, <laughs> he said, he said he's watching baseball, but he's actually watching anime. So, um, yeah, I, I cannot get into the anime. That's the one thing that, not the one thing, but I tried watching it before with my roommates. They both love it, and I'm just not, just doesn't catch my, my fancy, but... <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to take a little break now, go to the bathroom, get some water, and um, then we can talk. Let's do some Brad Pitt when I get back. Alrighty, we are back. Hope you had a good break. Hope it was productive. Let's see. Let's come back to... We'll come back to the 40 movies you must watch before you die list on IMDb. And, um, oh, let's check in on that Warriors game. The Warriors. Warriors. Come out and play. Alright, well, that's loading. We'll go to Brad Pitt. So, I don't know where me and Sean... Trying to remember where we left off exactly. I think it was... Let's just say a true romance is where we left off. Me and Sean... Back in April. So Brad Pitt plays Floyd, Dick's roommate. True romance. Uh, what was... Oh yeah, speaking of Quentin Tarantino. He was the writer of this one. Uh, 119 minutes, rate R, crime, drama, f- romance. In Detroit, a lonely pop culture geek marries a call girl... Steals cocaine from her pimp and tries to sell it in Hollywood. Meanwhile, the owners of the cocaine, the mob, track them down and attempt to reclaim it. Oh my goodness. It's quite the cocaine caper. 
I've heard of cocaine cowboys, but cocaine capers? What? <laughs> All right. Uh, 1994. The Favor. He plays Elliot Fowler. All right. I want to see this. I would like to... Come on, ESPN. We'll see if ESPN can get her going there. Checking in on that. I, I would like to check in on that Warriors game, but... We we will. It's okay. <laughs> I like if you're listening like five years from now, you're like, I don't care who won that game back in 2019. Well, I mean, I I care about it right now in the moment. So, and that's and I'm talking. I'm the one talking. <laughs> Who's talking here? I just get so mad. I just get super angry. No, um, nobody's getting mad here. We're just. We're just going through these Brad Pitt credits. Interview with the Vampire. The Vampire Chronicles. He plays Lewis. Legends of the Fall. He plays Tristan Ludlow. Those are both 1994. I've heard of both of those movies. A vampire tells his epic life story. Love, betrayal, loneliness, and hunger. 123 minutes. Drama, horror... Rated R, Christian Schlater, Tom Cruise. Wow, some some heavy hitters in this one. All right, what about Legends of the Fall? What about it? 133 minutes, wow. Rated R, drama, romance, war. In the early 1900s, three brothers and their father living in the remote wilderness of Montana are affected by betrayal, history, love, nature, and war. Oh, so Brad Pitt's in the, A River Runs Through It isn't the only Montana movie he's in? I wonder if he has a house in Montana. Maybe he lives next to John Mayer. Who else? There's some famous people who have houses in, in Montana. Kind of like near Bozeman, I think. Near Yellowstone. It's a nice area. It's a nice area. Alright. Seven. 1995. Plays Mills. What's in the box? What's in the box? I've never seen this movie either. But I've just heard that quote a bunch. Two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, hunt a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. Oh, I did not know that that's what this was about. That's so interesting. That's, that's That reminds me of the movie The Ten, which is pretty funny, actually. It's on Netflix. It has some funny actors. Oh, we talked about that in the Paul Rudd episode. I believe Paul Rudd's in The Ten. But that's a funny movie about The Ten Commandments. But this is seven, 127 minutes... Of course, it's 127 minutes. <laughs> Crime, drama, mystery, rate R. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's in this one, too. Yep. Morgan Freeman. Just talked about him. Andy Dufresne. Little Andy Dufresne. What's your favorite number, Andy Dufresne? Perhaps number seven? All right. <laughs> let's do the, um... Let's do the old... Cooking the Fast Way, Maywood Hills Recipe. And this one is... This one's going out to... 
Principal Aramaki. I think his first name was Steve. I think it was Steve Aramaki. So <laughs> this is in honor of him. But I think he's, I mean, he's still alive as far as, as far as I know. Hope he's doing well. Haven't heard from him since sixth grade. <laughs> so here we go. This is for him, though. Since we kind of, I think we got him fired. Just not, not me or me specifically or anyone specifically. But I think it was just a whole kind of general consensus consensus around the whole school just the vibe that we were given that <laughs> i don't know just it's tough to match mr anderson maybe mr aramaki was he i think he may have been too inexperienced for the position or something or, i don't know what happened it was a long time ago it's hard to remember he he rubbed some soccer moms the wrong way that's right <laughs> that's for sure driving the some minivan drivers. <laughs> My mom used to drive a couple of minivans. She had a Toyota Sienna, and then she also had a a white Chrysler one. Don't know the Chrysler one, but some uh, members of the minivan mafia. That's <laughs> David Jacoby is the leader of the minivan mafia from uh, David and Jacoby, or David uh, Jalen and Jacoby. I'm distracted right now because I accidentally stuck this pencil inside the inside <laughs> this notebook. It's one of those spiral <laughs> with spiral boundings, you know. The, I'm talking about the cookbook. This is a a bizarre happening on the podcast. It's happening live on the podcast. That's okay. I'll just leave it in there for now. We'll just remember that there's a pencil in the in the notebook. Or actually, I can poke it out with with this Gonzaga pencil. Gonzaga University, John J. Hemmingson Center. Um, my sister's alum. Oh, there we go. Poked it right out. See? Crisis averted. <laughs> Problem solved. I probably didn't even have to let you guys know. I probably could have probably could just kept going, kept talking about what I was going to say. But <laughs> for some reason, I just get talking and... Just start saying stuff. Alright, so this is a recipe in honor of Principal Aramaki. Hopefully he's a principal somewhere else now. Maybe some nice school. Maybe college. Maybe he's like a a dean. A dean of students or something. Or I don't know. Alright, here we go. The Chili Bowl by Margaret Brunk. Fast member. So your ingredients. One round loaf of Hawaiian bread. Two 15-ounce cans of chili, one 3-ounce package of cream cheese, one 4-ounce can of diced chilies, a half cup of salsa, one and a half cups of shredded mozzarella, mozzarella, one 8-ounce can of crushed pineapple. And your directions, combine all ingredients and heat in pan. Hollow out bread, round and brown, round and brown. Browning helps so that chili doesn't leak from bowl. Cube remaining bread and brown if desired. Pour chill chili mixture into bread round. Bread round. That's a weird word. This is my bread round. This is a bread round? What? And serve with cube bread. Alright. Alrighty. Go check this off with the old 
Gonzaga pencil. Don't get it stuck in the spirals there. Keep it away from the spiral. There we go. Oh, let's do this. Let's talk about the um, the episode image, which is from the 2007 Midwest baseball trip. Then I went on with my cousin Matt and Grandma Doreen. And we went to Minnesota, Milwaukee, Chicago, St. Louis, and Kansas City. And this picture, or these four, so let's start in the upper right. These are in Milwaukee at the Brewers Stadium, which was fairly new at this time. I think 2002 was their first year. So that's Barry Bonds up up top, up left, upper left there. Yeah, the old the all-time home run leader Barry Bonds. Um we got to see him play. That's the only time I've ever seen him play. That's maybe the greatest or the most famous athlete I've ever seen live. I would say it's kind of a legend and it sparks the debate that begs the question, do I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame or Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire or Rafael Palmeiro? Or any of the steroid guys? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I think they should definitely... I think that there should be a separate wing of Hall of Fame. It's just called this, like the steroid era. And just ha- include all those guys in there. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. But you're definitely denying history. You're just... You're not... You're not being honest. You're not including, um, I don't know. It's not good for like the next generations. You have to think about like people 100 years from now when they go to Cooperstown. Like they want to know about the steroid era. They don't know about Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or any of these dudes. So, I mean, but they were a huge part of the game. They were the biggest players. Like remember, remember when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were going back and forth? The home run, what was that, like 1997 or 98? But, and then Barry Bond, like all these guys, all the biggest players in baseball were steroid guys in the late nine. Oh, someone just threw something in the recycler there. But late 90s, early 2000s, it was all, <laughs> all steroid guys. And uh, a couple, I forgot to say A-Rod too. A-Rod, of course. But let's... I'm going to try to think of non-steroid Hall of Famers from that era. A couple that come to mind. Derek Jeter. King Griffey Jr. Those are a f- couple that spring into mind. But Greg Maddox. Like, Greg Maddox never did steroids. <clears throat> I don't think so. I don't think John Smoltz did either. Or Tom Glavin. I don't think any of those three Atlanta picture, uh, pitchers did. I'm pretty sure they've never had allegations. But point is that <laughs> there's not many uh it's not playing players from the era that did not do did not use performance enhanced enhancing drugs so why would you not include that in the hall of fame though i just don't understand like it makes sense we're not comparing them to to like players who didn't use steroids we're not comparing barry bonds to hank aaron because hank aaron was clean and barry bonds came about it by using PEDs, but it's it's just doesn't make any sense to not include it because it's just it's like not including history. 
So that's my two cents there. <laughs> that's that's my hot take. Um, I would love to go to Cooperstown though. I remember going to when I went to Cornell with my buddy Brett, and we were visiting my buddy Brian, our buddy Brian. Yeah, he was a pitcher. Speaking of pitchers, at Cornell for the Big Red. Andy Bernard's alum from uh, from the office, but Cornell's a really nice. That's such a nice university. Like, oh my god, it's the perfect, prototypical college town, like East Coast college town. Brian's apartment, it's just this brick house, like this brick building, but his apartment was above a shoe store. So, <laughs> I like that. I always love, I like apartments being above businesses. There's something about that that it just ties um, like home life with consumer life. I don't know. It's just kind of fun. It's very like mom and poppy, like small towny, small downtown. I like it. I want to live above like a, a dry cleaners or something. Like a bowling alley, <laughs> a mini golf place that'd be cool. Live above an indoor mini golf, but all right, <laughs> yeah. I've talked about our Cornell trip though on past episode, so I'm not gonna talk go into depth on that. But what was I, what was I just saying there? I was saying, oh yeah, I was, I was saying I would I really want to go to Cooperstown because even though we went to Cornell, which is probably within a hundred miles of Cooperstown, up there in upstate New York. I mean, we didn't go. We didn't, me and Brett and Brian, Brian was going to classes. He was pretty busy moving into the apartment and then and then starting his classes. But me and Brett could have gone to Cooperstown. So that, that would have been cool. I also remember me and Brett were considering going to New York City which would have been pretty epic. Um, New York City, that's like the number one city I want to go back to. Out of all the cities I've been to, um, I just want to go back to New York City. I want to go explore it more. Because I was there in the 2008 baseball trip that I went on with Cousin Matt and Uncle Steve. And then my dad, we went to the Yankees Stadium the Mets Stadium, Shea Stadium, an old Yankee Stadium, and then the Philly Stadium and the Orioles Stadium. And we also drove by the National Stadium. But we didn't go to a game there because I don't know why. They must not have been home. But Uncle Steve and Matt and Brett and Aunt Maureen used to live in uh, Leesburg, Virginia, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C., Probably like 40 minutes outside of D.C. But, yeah, I want I want to go back to New York City. I would I want to go to Brooklyn. I always hear about how, like, hipster Brooklyn is. And <laughs> I want to see it for myself, judge for myself. Go to, I don't know, I've, I've heard of the breweries there. I've heard they've had good breweries there. They have good uh, comedy scene, like a, a cool comedy scene in Brooklyn good food I think it's just a vibrant place I don't know <laughs> I'm just talking from a outsider's perspective 
up here in the Pacific Northwest, up here in the cozy, cozy coffee house apartments. Um, oh my goodness, where do we go from here? Excuse me. So Barry Bonds, yes, definitely should be a Hall of Famer. All those steroid guys should be Hall of Famers. First ballot. But that's a cool picture. I mean, there's some people got their heads in the way. That's for sure. But <laughs> she couldn't like. I think it must have been my grandma taking these pictures. But she she could have like, held the camera a little higher, probably. But that's okay. I'm not not gonna criticize my grandma. Her photography skills. All right, <laughs> let's move. Let's go clockwise. So let's go over to the right. Top right pictures. Me and cousin Matt. I'm on the right in my Cooperstown. Speaking of Cooperstown, uh, Cooperstown T-shirt, and Matt is wearing his Texas Longhorns T-shirt. All right, all right, all right. Hook 'em horns, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I just always think of Maddie McConaughey in his bongos on the sideline when I think of Texas. I love, I used to like Texas actually. It was one of those colleges, you know how like you root for colleges, just random national schools? When you're, when you're growing up, like I would root for, I kind of like North Carolina basketball. Of course, that's kind of typical. They're always good. But I, I hated Duke, of course. Did not like Duke. Um, but Brian liked Duke. Uh, I was just talking about Brian visiting at Cornell. Huge fan of Duke. He had a, like this J.J. Redick. I think he had like a signed J.J. Redick jersey or something. Just like framed on his wall. Just very intense. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know where his Duke fandom came from. We were also big fans of Salim Stoudemire who was a left-handed three-point shooter for the Arizona Wildcats back in 2004. Whenever we shot hoops at Brian's house, we would shoot from shoot from the grass. So his his basketball hoop was in the driveway. And then yeah, if you shot from the grass, that was pretty pretty healthy distance. But like not as far as like Damian Lillard like making that buzzer beater against Paul George, but Still, Salim Stoudemire. We were always, like, imagining that we were Salim Stoudemire. <laughs> Which is such a funny thing. Like, out of all the people, you could have been imagining you were Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. But no, Salim Stoudemire. I don't think he ever even played in the NBA. But <laughs> there's no shame in that. Like, I never played in the NBA either. But he probably played somewhere in Europe. He was really good in college. He was just undersized. I think he was only like six foot. I He was actually, I'm not even, he was Damon Stoudemire's brother. I think he was his little brother. Uh, Damon Stoudemire, he was an undersized guard. I think he's probably only five foot nine or five foot ten. Played for a bunch of teams. Played for the Trailblazers. Um, Damon Stoudemire, he was good, he was good in the NBA. But yeah, his his little brother was Salim Stoudemire. I think we gotta check. Let's check on Salim Stoudemire. We gotta see what he's what he's up to. All right, let's see. But yeah, that's a cool picture. I like how Miller Park, 
uh, named in honor of in honor of the brewery, of course, the Milwaukee Brewery. It looks like a spaceship. I like, I love the stadium. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the old timey stadiums, like the Fenway Parks and the Wrigley Fields, and um, like Pittsburgh, PNC Park, the Pirates Stadium. That one looks it's newer. It's not an old stadium. I think it's built in like maybe two thousand or something, but it looks really nice. Cause I like the stadiums that are more open, that don't have roofs. Um, but I mean, I guess like the Mariners. T-Mobile Park, I guess what it's called. I'm always going to call it Safeco Field, though. Safeco Field. I refuse to say... Let's never say those words, T-Mobile Park, again. <laughs> let's never say those words. We're only going to say... On this podcast, uh, this podcaster is only going to say Safeco Field from now on. But... I don't like, I don't like how it has a roof, but I can see why it's necessary. Because it's... I mean, think about it, you're in Seattle. But it really doesn't rain that much during the summer, during the baseball season. Because Seattle, it rains more in the winter. So, like, in baseball season, it's not raining that much from May through September, really. Even the whole season, pretty much. It doesn't rain that much. You could probably get away with having a stadium without a roof. But let's see here. Yeah. Salim Stoudemire. I looked him up. He's actually from Portland, Oregon. Wow. I did not know that. I wonder if he is. Yep, he is. Oh, he's cousins. His cousin is Damon Stoudemire. They're not brothers. Okay, cousins. Um, also, Terrence Jones. Who, Terrence Jones. Why does that name sound familiar? He was a... Well, if you're an NBA fan, you know Terrence Jones. Played for Kentucky. He was supposed to go to UW. Supposed to go to University of Washington. Also from Portland. So that's the Stoudemire family. Why is it not Terrence Stoudemire? But it must be a different side of the family. <laughs> but <clears throat> Excuse me. Salim Stoudemire. Where did he play? He played for the Hawks. 2005 to 2008. Three years in the NBA. So I was wrong. He did play in the NBA. But after that, he played for the Idaho Stampede. Wait, where is that? It's in Boise. That's how you're supposed to say it. It's Boise. Man, these people are being pretty loud outside. I wonder if you can hear them. Uh, Then he played in Reno for the Reno Bighorns. Oh. Oh, apparently the Reno Bighorns are now the Stockton Kings. Interesting. They moved to Stockton, California. Stockton the Maloon. Stockton the Maloon. It's my favorite uh, call of all time. Oh my god. Which call, you know You know where that call comes from? It comes from this DVD, the NBA's 100 Greatest Plays. I had to just jump right to it. I, was, I couldn't pass up that... that uh, what do you call it? Segway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stockton the Balloon. NBA's 100 Greatest Plays. So this is a DVD. It's from my DVD collection. Uh, from my parents' DVD collection. Because uh, my parents are moving to Spokane. Like I've talked about. 
and they they whittled their whole DVD collection, uh, mostly from the TV room, from that shelf in the TV room. They whittled it down to two giant cardboard cardboard boxes, and I searched through them and pulled out a dozen, Baker's dozen or so, DVDs, DVDs, and one of them is the NBA's 100 Greatest Plays, which is the same one that I watched at Sean's. Uh, that was Thursday night, the day after my birthday, because I was staying at, I stayed at Sean's for two days there, that Wednesday and Thursday night, and then I drove back here to Pullman on that Friday. Because so, I had that crazy, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know how to describe that. Let's just say the birthday blow up. Um, the whole birthday incident um, that I talked about on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Alright, the NBA's 100 grace plays. Buzzer beaters, dunks, blocks, clutch plays, teamwork plays, assists, hustle plays, moves, steals, alley-oops. 100 of the NBA's greatest plays. I feel like moves is kind of too, sounds kind of too ordinary. Sounds kind of plain Jane. I don't know. Technical features. Chapter, chapter control. 5-1, surround sound. Closed captioned. Plus, 30 more of the, of the greatest dunks, assists, and plays from today's superstars. Superstar. It was funny watching the recent ones. Because we, we watched the... The recent plays too, and those seem so old, cause this DVD is from two thousand one. So those plays must have been from like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. They just looked ancient, and it was just it was just funny how they were, they were labeled the recent plays. Um, that's back when, remember when the NBA players used to wear super long shorts, like they went from wearing short shorts, in the late eighties. And then MJ kind of popularized the super long shorts in like the mid nineties, and then those were those were popular till like the late nineties and early two thousands, and then they went short again, or not super short, but nowadays NBA players they'll wear shorts that go like above their knees. I mean, they're not as long as they used to be. So that's a little <laughs> that's your NBA lesson right there. <laughs> Speaking of the NBA, let's check on that Warriors game. Let's see what's what's the hapsy. What's the haps on that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Alright, I don't trust ESPN anymore. I'll just go to Google. Google. Let's see what c- comes up. Alright, maybe it's just the <laughs> maybe it's just the apartment Wi-Fi. The coffee house Wi-Fi. Coffee you should have good Wi-Fi for a coffee house. Because Starbucks, you know, everyone goes to Starbucks to use their laptops. <laughs> goes there to get work done. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, Starbucks probably has, like, one of the most powerful Wi-Fis in, in the whole neighborhood. Imagine that. All those laptops. All those people working at Starbucks. All right. So, where were we? Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> I just remembered. I just had like a podcast flashback. Is that what you call it? Podcast flashback? That I totally got sidetracked and did not even get started on the AMC triple feature. So 
<laughs> Let's just do that right now. Let's do the AMC Triple Feature. Remember, we were we were gonna do it, and then we just got completely sidetracked. So, yes, AMC Triple Feature, June two thousand nine, with my best buddy growing up, Stephen Ungrecht, and we're at AMC Woodenville, where I would go on to work six and a half years later, uh, in twenty sixteen. And yeah, we went to the movie Year One. We talked about it, episode four of A Star is Born, Paul Rudd. The stars of the movie were Michael Sarah and Jacques Black. And it was pretty awful, pretty terrible movie, caveman movie. Judd Aptow was involved, which makes it kind of surprising. I'm usually, usually a fan of his work, but you can't win them all. Sometimes you're going to ground out to the shortstop. So, yeah, I don't know. I sound like all bummed out about it. But seriously, year ones, I don't recommend it. Like, you only have so many hours in the day that, and so many shows. There's so many good things to watch and good podcasts to listen to and episodes of this podcast to listen to. But, um, yeah, like, you don't want to waste your time watching a movie like Year One. Uh, no offense to the people who made directed that movie maybe they know it though maybe maybe the director isn't isn't proud of it you know because so many different opinions so many voices got jumbled up into the making of it that the image of what their you know like the original vision of the writer or director may have been made askew whatever but cavemen what about so cave people tech? Um, I've talked about cave people tech, technical institute. Uh, there would be the square wheels that would be their mascot. I was just thinking of this because because of year one, and it was it probably should have been the the college. Maybe it's the college that the dudes in the the Geico the Geico cavemen. You know, the ABC sitcom, they had a short-lived ABC sitcom, Cavemen. It ran prior to Carpoolers. I watched both of those. <laughs> I remember setting a TiVo season pass to both of those. Was, that's crazy. I don't know. What was I thinking? <laughs> I, I was too young to know any better. I was like 2008 or something. There was, that's before Modern Family. Before I knew about It's Always Sunny and stuff. I don't know. I must not have must not have been a fan of The Office and Parks and Rec at the time. I was <clears throat> spending my time watching Carpoolers and Cavemen. But Cave People Technical Institute. What would their what would the cafeteria be like? I think it'd just be like a giant cauldron of porridge. What else do cave people eat? I like to call them cave people because I don't want to discriminate, you know. Don't, don't, I want to be inclusive, of course. Um, what else would they, like, gruel? They would eat gruel. Bread. Oh, bread. Bread rounds. Callback. <laughs> Ring that callback bell. They would eat bread rounds. I was trying to remember what the... That weird thing in the recipe was. It was bread rounds, right? 
Let me pick up this recipe book and look at it. Um, let's see. Yeah, bread round. No pencil. Didn't didn't lose the pencil in the spiral that time. I'm like a pro. But um. <laughs> oh my gosh. AMC triple feature. Cavemen cafeteria. They'd have the bread rounds. Anything? What would they? Have, what would they have to drink? Kool Aid. I think the cave cave people would drink the Kool Aid. They seem like, like, cave people kind of seems like a cult, kind of. So, in that, in saying that, <laughs> fat, what, what do you say? Um, I'm trying to think that think of that saying that people, if fact so, in fact so. If fact so. You know I'm you know what I'm trying to think of. <laughs> if fact so, um <laughs> I'll just say it like that. They would drink the Kool-Aid because they'd be a member of the cult. And they would do the Jim Jones Kool-Aid. Uh the Jamestown. Not James James Jones. Jim James. Jim James. That's what it was. Jim James. I should know because I listened to that. Uh, last podcast and left what they do like a five-parter episode for for the Jamestown oh my god if you're ever gonna listen to an episode of last podcast on the left all they talk about is cults and serial killers and horror stories like real life horror stories but I'm not a big fan of that true crime stuff like I tried listening to making uh, what was it called? What's the other one? Um, my favorite murder. That one's okay too. That's that one's my second favorite. <laughs> it's my second favorite murder podcast, but <laughs> behind last podcast on the left, it's pretty good. I like Karen Kilgariff, and then Georgia Hard. I w- I was gonna say Hardwick, but I don't think she's related to Chris Hardwick. It's some other hard stick or hard hard stin or something. Harden. I don't know. Those crime podcasts. I just never really got into it. Never really swept me up. Making of a making a murderer? Is that what it's I never watched it. I don't know, I just didn't think it would be interesting. So didn't dip my toes in that blood pool of blood. <laughs> But, um, but, um, but, um, let's just go back to the AMT triple feature. There's your caveman cafeteria. I like it. We added, I like how we added more to that, to that caveman, caveman institute of technology. So after that, after we sat through year one, we, we sat through that misery. We went over to the other side of the, of the movie Theta. Theater. We crossed the theater over to Theater Nine. So you walk by the the concession stand, which is right in the middle. And um, Year One was Theater Six, which was nearest to the concession stand, right next to where the game room used to be, the arcade, I guess is what you call it. But this is all before the movie theater was it was remodeled. I think they did that in 2017. And then I went to the movie Game Nights with my mother there. J. 
Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. That's a good movie. I liked it. Really funny. But um, that's not the one that me and Steven went to. We went to The Hangover. One of the greatest comedies in the history of comedy. It's, you can't go wrong with Hangover. I mean, talked about episode two. No, episode three. Brody Stevens. He's one of the police officers. That's such a funny movie. Um, yeah, rest, rest in peace, Brody Stevens. So. You got it. Brody Stevens. I think I actually do a decent Brody Stevens impression. But I'm not bragging, though, because it's not, it's not difficult. You just have to get that cadence down. You got it. 818, till I die. Brody Stevens. Yes. Positive energy. Yes. <laughs> you got it. It's just it's so easy to say that. You got it. It's so it's fun to say it. Just try it. Try saying it. It's fun. But um yeah, I gotta watch some Brody Stevens YouTube clips. I I never I said I was gonna, but I watched like a couple. I th- I think I listened to one. Jay Lawson played one on his podcast Throughline. But I should watch a couple more of those clips on YouTube. He also has a show. He has like a reality show. It, may, it might be on YouTube. Or it might be on like Comedy Central's website or something. But yeah. The Hangover. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of The Hangover was <clears throat> this very specific part. It was when they were in the desert and... It's Ed Helms. It's Bradley Cooper. I think Zach Galifianakis is there too. I think Fake Doug was there. Um, Black Doug. Remember uh, Mike Epps? <laughs> Remember they they get the they get the Dugs mixed up. That's a funny funny plot point. But just the the part I really liked, I thought was really funny. And I still remember now is when Ed Ed Helms, oh, I can't remember what his character's name is, but he's like he's shaking. So <clears throat> no, this is what happens. Bradley Cooper like tackles Ed Helms, I think for some reason. So they're both like in the dust, just trying to collect themselves, and then Ed Helms starts shaking Bradley Cooper. And he's like, I know where Doug is. I found Doug. <laughs> and then Bradley Cooper gives him one of the great, it's one of the best um, takes. What do you, like one of the best looks I've ever seen in, it's probably an overstatement, but I just thought he had such a funny facial expression. He just, he gave him like this Scooby-Doo. It was just a Scooby-Doo, like, you know, like, huh? And it's it's just so funny. I think I've I've I liked it so much that I've kind of incorporated it. It's kind of manifested it in my in my own life. <laughs> I I think I've used that look before. Just kind of what? It's just so it's so uh, expressive. I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know. And it's such a pinnacle. It's a pinnacle of the movie. It's the peak of the movie. You know. Because everything, like no spoiler, sorry for the spoiler alert, but you should have seen The Hangover by now. 
And there's no, even if you didn't know what happened, it'd still be worth watching just for the jokes and the humor, the funny acting, all that. But this part, yeah, the part where Andy Bernard, <laughs> I just call him Andy Bernard, he tells Bradley Cooper, he's like, I know where Doug is. Yeah, that's the, that's the, uh, the peak of the movie. Um, all right. So after the hangover, <laughs> we skipped on over. We backflipped, did gymnastics. We did gymnastics across the aisle. Walked across a tightrope. Oh my god. I can't remember if I've seen that movie, the Joe Gord Lev uh, tightrope movie. What's it called? I think it's just called uh, The Rope or The Line. The Walk. No, that it's called The Walk. Yes. Joe Gord Lev. Um, some French, some like beautiful French actress. Um, that, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. That's a great movie. <laughs> no, but what I was trying to say, I don't think I've seen it. Actually, no. I swear. Isn't it weird when you can't even remember if you've seen a movie or not? Like, you invested two hours of your life at one point in that movie. Maybe five years ago, seven years ago, whatever. But... <laughs> I invested like two hours and now I can't even remember if I saw it. Like, how is that even possible? How did, how did I block that from my memory? <laughs> I think, or it's maybe because I think so many different things happen in like in our lives. I've had so many experiences that, and I've gone to so many movies. I've probably gone to over a hundred movies in theaters. Definitely. I would say, I don't know, maybe that might be an over. Eh, I'd, I'd say close to 100, 100 movies in theaters in my life, which is a lot. So they all kind of blend together, you know? It's tough to remember. Did I see this one? Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of remembering right now. I think I did go to The Walk. I think I saw it at AMC Woodenville prior to working there. I think it was back when, back in like 2015, like summer of 2015, I was going to a bunch of movies, like by myself, mostly pretty much all by myself. I, cause I like, there's nothing, why am I laughing? There's nothing wrong with going to a movie by yourself. I think you should, I think you should always, um, not be afraid to treat yourself to like good activity, to like fun activities. Go for a bike ride or go go to a movie or go to a baseball game or a basketball game or, <clears throat> excuse me, go do something fun. Go on vacation. Like, take, I've always wanted to do, like, take myself on vacation. But actually, the one time I really did take myself on vacation was when I went to Utah. I went to those basketball games. I went to the two Utah Jazz games and the Utah Utes basketball game. That was back when I was writing for the Daily Evergreen in uh, January 2017. But that's pretty much the biggest vacation I've ever gone on by myself. Other than going to Great Falls. But that's not really a vacation. Just going to stay with at my grandparents' house in Montana. It's not much of a 
not very thrilling vacation. <laughs> but yeah, I think just don't be afraid to go like go to the beach. Go do whatever. Go wakeboarding. Actually, wait. You need someone else. <laughs> you need someone driving the boat to go wakeboarding. So that's not a solo activity. But you could go stand-up paddleboarding, which is really fun. I love stand-up paddleboarding. The only time I've ever done that is back in 2016. Uh, summer of 2016 at the Minnesota Family Reunion. That was in near Garfield, Minnesota. Garfield was the nearest town. But, yeah, that was awesome. Right now I'm looking at a picture of... I have a framed picture. In like a little little plastic frame. There's so many people at, at a, that family reunion. Probably about 20 people. It's huge. Like definitely in the... Biggest family gathering I've ever gone to. But that's where I did stand-up paddleboarding. And, God, I, def- I can't recommend it highly enough. Oh, my gosh. If you need to relax, like, if you're looking for ways to, to like, zen out and just, you know, take that deep breath. Be like, be like Phil Jackson, you know. Be like Dr. Phil. Be like all the Phils. Um, just do stand-up paddleboarding. I definitely recommend it. It's not even that big of an investment, really. I think you could probably find one for a couple hundred bucks. And then you don't have to pay any money to do it. You don't have to you just go to the lake. Go to... Maybe you could even do it on a river. I don't know. It seems more like a, a lake activity to me. I definitely wouldn't do it in the ocean. <laughs> I'd be... I'd be scared of a, some riptide activity or something. But... I think stand-up paddleboarding, that's a good good activity to do by yourself. That's like a super good solo activity. Because, I mean, you could do it with someone else, but it's almost better by yourself. Because you just get that out there in the middle of the lake. Just so, you can just relax, you know. Just think about your whole life. <laughs> just think about everything up to that moment. But I I support doing activities by yourself. Like go for a walk, go for a long walk or something, but even more fun stuff. Just do like mini golfing. I'm sure people go golfing by themselves a lot. That's probably a common thing. But all right, let's finish the AMC triple feature. So after the hangover, went over. Yes, I think I saw the walk in theaters. Um, I can't believe tight. I can't believe the courage. It's kind of a different kind of courage than than like the army. You know, like, then the courage it takes to enter the, to enlist. I don't know. It's having the ability to walk over the t- a tightrope like that. Like, over, like, however many feet, you know, a thousand feet. Well, it just, it doesn't even matter. Once you get over 30 feet, it's irrelevant, you know. It could be a million feet. But you're going to die no matter what if you fall. But it's just a different kind. Those are different kinds of people. <laughs> how do you I mean that's the same thing I said about people who entered the army but you have to have incredible acrobatic like Cirque du Soleil balance skills but not only that like you have to have crazy uh, concentration and like mental 
fortitude, just just the ability to control your mind and just completely pinpoint. I don't know. And then you carry that giant stick, you know, that it's like a 30 foot stick supposed to help you balance. But it just seems seems like if you got tilting one way, I mean, if you get that stick tilting one way is game over. So people have it's not even funny. It's, it's not even funny because like people do fall and they, but that's the risk. Like that's the risk you take when you do that activity. Like you, I mean, you have to know going in that you could fall and you could die. Just like the squirrel suits. That's why we have uh, moms against squirrel suits. Of course, I mean that's why moms against squirrel suits exists. It's a well known <clears throat> well known organization that has over a million members. Um, card carrying members <laughs> but those activities are dangerous and you run you run a risk and i mean what's the upside i don't see what the upside is to doing like the squirrel suit or walking the tightrope across the grand canyon what's the upside because you're only doing the activity for maybe five minutes or so or whatever only a couple minutes but that's only a couple minutes of your whole life and you're just you're putting everything on the line it's kind of romantic in a way because you're just going all in on your whole life you know you're risking it all but no one's forcing you to that's the that's the weird thing it's like no one's forcing you to risk everything but you're just you're doing it anyway just out of the love of the game <laughs> it's Something in your heart is telling you to do that. I don't know. You have, you have to be crazy. I think those people are clinically insane who do those uh, extreme sports kinds of things. But that's just me. So, <laughs> to, to each their own. Like, everyone, anyone can do whatever, do what makes you happy. Do what brings you joy. As long as it doesn't hurt other people. Um, so, after the hangover... We saw Land of the Lost, an absolutely even worse than year one, <laughs> a terrible movie. Talked about this one in the very first episode of A Star's Born, the Will Ferrell episode. And I don't know what it was about Land of the Lost. Maybe it just didn't seem like it was for me. I think, I think that's all I have to say about it. Maybe some people liked it. Maybe people who were fans of the show, of the 70s, Sid and Marty Croft, uh, Land of Lost. It used to be a sitcom, I guess. I've never even seen it, but I've heard stories. Uh, Adam Carolla has talked about it before. I mean, he, he doesn't, he thinks that that show is horrible. I'm sure he wouldn't like the movie either. But I only have the experience of watching that movie, and man... What do I have to say about it? I like caper movies. I like capers and I like road trip movies. They're among my favorite movie genres, along with comedy, horror, heist, and reunion. So I would kind of consider, I don't know if I consider Land of Lost a caper, because caper kind of implies like some sort of level of excitement in the plot. It's <laughs> some sort of like, I don't know, complexity and interest. But I just remember 
not being invested in this movie at all. I think it may... I think it was rated PG-13, but they definitely misdirected it. They should have... They didn't... They should have just made it, like, PG. It, maybe it was PG. I don't Now I gotta check. I think Land Lost was PG-13. Because it seems... It seems too immature. Or not immature, but... Just dumb. <laughs> I just didn't find it... I didn't find it funny. That's enough. That's enough negativity for the, for this podcast. I, I don't... I don't like doing the negative stuff. We try to keep it positive here. Positive energy. Positivity. You got it. Alright, so um, that wraps up the AMC Triple Feature. That was it. We went to Land Lost. We were probably super disappointed. And we snuck into those last two movies. That's what happened. We only paid for the first one. And we had the price of one movie. We got to see three movies. So we were technically stealing. So it's kind of like art thieves. We were... Because, you know, it's it was like that movie, the Velvet Buzzsaw, the Jake Hall Netflix movie. I watched that one with my roommate, Noah. That's He's an art critic. Oh, my God. That's not that's not a great movie either. <laughs> that's not, that one's not too good. <clears throat> but I do like Jake Hall. I think he's a great actor. He's really good in Nightcrawler. That's an intense movie. But um, Velvet Buzzsaw... He's an art critic, and there's some art thieves in that movie. And I guess you could say we were theater thieves, uh, theater art thieves. Because <laughs> that's what, yeah, because technically it is stealing. I mean, I, that's how I look at it. I don't want to get all high and mighty, but it, mess, it messes up their box office, you know? What if everyone did it? What if everyone did what we did? What if everyone was like me and Steve Nungrecht? You know? Not paying for the hangover and landed loss. Not helping their box office numbers. Not being honest. But, I mean, we were young. Young and dumb, so... Now, I don't think I would sneak into a movie now. Just because... I mean, unless I was like with a group of people who were also sneaking in. I definitely wouldn't do it by myself, though. That would, that would just be weird, just trying to save money. But maybe if I was with, like, a fun group or a party or something, or just going to a movie, sneak, sneak in the back door. But that would just freak people out, though. If people just came to a movie, into a theater through the back door, people would be like, what is going on here? But that was your AMC Troll feature. <laughs> All right. All righty. Let's get back to these pictures. I'm still describing the pictures. So, yeah, it looks like we're having a good laugh there. Me and Matt are having a pretty funny, pretty funny laugh. We got number seven, Corey Hart. And number 28, Prince Fielder. Jersey. Right behind us there over Matt's, over Matt's shoulder. Very good. I like the space, spaceman, space craft, baseball field. I like it. And let's go bottom right picture. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what you got in Milwaukee. You got tailgating. I love tailgating. Oh my god, 
it's tailgating should be a sport in and of itself. It should be celebrated. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, tailgating on TV. That'd be so much fun. I'm gonna write that down. That's that's worth um, tailgate tailgating on TV. But I'm talking like competitive, competitive. <clears throat> like you know. Oh, I feel like <clears throat> excuse me. I need some water right now. There's a fly in my throat. Excuse me. I was thinking of like the lumberjack series, like those guys who. They somehow climb up those trees and then they do that thing where they spin the log on the water. <laughs> I love that is a battle of will. I think anytime you're trying to decide between um like the new Mexican standoff should be oh the lumberjack standoff. It's it's when it's when you just two dudes or it could be a lady. They stand on a log over a pond or some body of water and they just keep spinning it. And it's just a battle of, of the mind and and the body. Strength and wit. All wrapped into one log. God, I love I love watching people do that. It's, it's, and I wanna do that. I really would love to do that. Um I don't know what's called log spinning. I think it's just called log spinning. It seems like a fun game. There should there should be a log spinning club here in Pullman. I would I would join. I would like a log spinning intramural team. <laughs> that would have been fun. But any that could be the lumberjack standoff though. Anytime you're trying to make a decision or make a compromise, just um spin some logs, you know. But anyway, competitive tailgating. What be some of the games you do in competitive tailgating? It would be like the who can who can grill the best hot dog. Who can grill? No, not the best hot dog. The best bratwurst because we're we're in Milwaukee, so this is each time they're in a different city. I'm gonna say different, different city each episode. That'd be a fun Netflix show. Oh my god! This speaking of Netflix shows, like last episode we were saying. I was I was talking about them bringing Punked back and punking Ashton Kutcher. All right, no, bringing doing a Punked special, but pranking Ashton Ashton Kutcher into thinking that they're bringing the series back, but just so, you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so they bring him in and be like, "We're gonna do a, a whole another season of this series. We're gonna do, we have all these episodes lined up, all these special people we're gonna prank." And then here's the first episode. We're about to prank Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift back to back. And then they try to they try to prank Justin Bieber. And then they they turn it right back around on Ashton. And they're like, "Pranks on you, Ashton. You just got punked. We're not doing. <laughs> there's no there's no new season of Punked. And that'd be awesome. That's that's like my dream right there. Oh my god, I would love to make that show. I want to make that happen. Come on, punked. The people at punked. Someone, someone. I need to reach out. Someone. Um, I'm. I'm sure we we got a good we got a good olive branch in the, the Milky Way of starfishes or, galaxy of starfishes or ocean or, beach whichever one you want to refer to yourself as. I think someone here, 
I'm going to put it to you. Someone, a listener, one of you, um, I'm sure you have, you know, six degrees from Kevin Bacon. What about six degrees from Ashton Kutcher? I, I bet one of you has some sort of connection to the show Punked or Ashton Kutcher, maybe, <laughs> maybe even Ashton Kutcher himself, or maybe even Netflix. But let's bring back Netflix. Let's bring back Punked on Netflix. Let's do, well, not bring back. Let's do the Punked special. Let's punk Ashton. Let's do it. I, I would love that. Also, a tailgating, a tailgating show on Netflix. In each episode, could be a different city. That would be so much fun. Can you imagine, like, Buffalo? Like, December in Buffalo. Just snow, just three feet high of snow. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be whole nother levels, whole nother aspects to the, to the games. What would some of the games be? So Milwaukee, I think the games, so each episode, the the games would be specified, um, specific to the city. So yeah, Milwaukee would be bratwurst. Oh, then there would be like a, a beer bong. You'd have to, you'd have to beer bong three Miller Lights. You'd have to eat a block. Who? There'd be a like a cheese eating contest. Whoever can eat. I think it'd be more fun if you did different kinds of cheese. So like five slices of cheddar, five slices of Dubliner, five slices of Gouda, five slices of Pepper Jack. The list goes on and on. Monterey Jack. Moonster. Let me give you my three favorite cheeses right now. Dubliner, Moonster, Gouda. No particular order. Those are very good. They're fancy. Sure, they're fancy. I, I admit it. It's not your standard. If I like, if I go for cheddar, I'm going to go for sharp cheddar. I like the sharp cheddar. I like the spicy. If I like a pepper jack more than a Monterey jack. Because Monterey jack's just a little mild for my taste. But what would another, let's see, another tailgate, Milwaukee tailgate games... Oh, there'd be like the Brett Favre, <laughs> Brett Favre dick pic contest. <laughs> whoever can, whoever can send a dick pic, uh, to Brett, to Brett Favre, whoever. <laughs> you, first, you have to find Brett Favre's phone number. Then you have to send him a dick pic. And if you're a lady, then that adds a whole another, whole another challenge, to that, to that contest. Whole whole another hurdle for you. <laughs> um, what would Oh, and we could also do a, a Wrangler jeans. You have to, you have to sew your own pair of Wrangler jeans, in honor of Brett Favre as well. And you have to, you have to write a State Farm commercial, not featuring Aaron Rodgers, not featuring Aaron Rodgers, featuring Cliff Paul. <laughs> just, just cause I don't know why we just we have to shun, we shun Aaron Rodgers. Out of his State Farm commercial. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be funny for the Netflix show. Um, Alright, there you go. That's their tailgate games. That looks like a fun fun little scene there. There's so many people tailgating. If you just look... If you look behind all the buses... Um, oh yeah, check out my Instagram page. At ChrisArneson8. To check out... To see this picture. Just... Look at these four pictures I'm looking at. But 
there's like 30 giant tour buses and school buses all lined up and just tailgaters for miles canopies of oh my goodness people playing football probably there have to be some sort of scrimmage some sort of street football concrete football scrimmage in the in the Netflix tailgate games i'm going to write down netflix so i remember this i was talking about netflix here all right and then the bottom left picture oh my goodness the sausage race oh i love i love this so it's a picture of this is a class this is a tradition at the Brewers games in Milwaukee, the sausage race. So you got the Polish sausage, you got the bratwurst, you got the Italian sausage, and then you got the hot dog. I think those are the four. And they race around the outfield, or not even around the outfield, it's kind of around the the baseline, you know, of infield, right by the dugouts. Oh, there was this one time, the most famous incident with the sausage race. I think this guy was on the Pittsburgh Pirates. I can't remember the name of this dude. But he must have been having a bad day or something. Maybe he struck out a few times at the plate. Or something. He was having a bad day. Maybe stubbed his toe on the on the step. But he... So here's what he did. The, the sausage, all the guys are running right by him. Right by the dugout. He's standing on the fence of the dugout and holding a bat and <laughs> they're running by and he just swings the bat and just nails and just drops one of the, I think it's, I can't remember which one, probably, who knows, me Italian sausage or Polish one, whichever one, just nails him and just drops him and he, he was definitely suspended. I'm trying to think, I wonder if he got arrested for that. You could have been arrested for... That's like a form of assault. That's definitely a form of assault. Hitting someone with a bat, like... Just nailing them with a bat. Because there's no padding. They're not wearing football padding or shoulder pads or anything. They're just... They're just wearing giant heads. Giant mascot heads. But no padding. So... I'm pretty sure he just hit him. Just right in the chest or something. Just... He just dropped them like, like a sack of hot dogs. <laughs> he just dropped them to the turf, and it's just not fair. That's not fair. He the guy couldn't see it coming. You can't. There's I know from experience from being, from wearing that Easter bunny, that giant Easter bunny plastic head. Uh, make sure to listen to the egg basket episodes if you haven't. But yeah, I was the Easter bunny over at Bellevue Square, this past month in in April. And you you have no periphery, you have you can't see sideways. So, I'm I know for a fact that I know that that sausage, that poor Polish sausage couldn't see him coming. He couldn't see that swing coming, and that so that makes it even worse. I, I think that guy. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. Like that guy should have definitely served community service. But I could have seen like a night in jail, like stadium jail maybe. Just throw him in stadium jail, you know? You know stadium jail. It's under where they throw the drunks and people who mess up, run in the field, the streakers. And the people who swing a baseball bat at a person in a hot dog suit. 
That's crazy to me. Like, did he just forget that there's a person in there? Or was he just, he must have just not been thinking. Or try, I think he was trying to be funny, maybe. Trying to impress his teammates. I don't know what. That's kind of juvenile, kind of crazy. Just weird move. Because it's, he did it, he was very calm when he was doing it too. He wasn't, he wasn't freaking out. He was just standing there and just, very nonchalantly just nailed this dude, dropped him. But yeah, that's that's the pictures. So there's your Midwest baseball trip photos. And I'm gonna wrap this up. We're gonna wrap this episode short. We're gonna call it a shorty. Alright, thank you so much for sharing, of course, telling a friend about Stars Born. Friend, family member, coworker. Anyone and everyone, we're doing it big, Um, having so much fun doing it, hoping you're having as much fun listening and telling people about it, spreading the word, social media, share it on social media as well, and um, yeah, check me out on Twitter, ChrisTheAuthor8, again, look at the photo I was talking about, the baseball pictures at Instagram, at ChrisArneson8. And get my books on Amazon and Kindle, What's in the Fridge, and Sponge Cake. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening. This has been a fun, great episode. I like the start. I like how we started over there with a walk, sitting across. I I can look. I can't see it. It's too dark. I could see it when it was lighter, though, where I was sitting. But, um, yeah, it was a great episode. There we go. I mean, we didn't get very far in Brad Pitt. We're going to have to do another one, but that's okay. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home take me home 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 closing time time for you to go home to the places where you belong Alrighty, thank you, thank you, thank you once again for supporting the show. And uh, have a great day. I hope you're having a great night. Um, Whatever you're doing, you're out for a walk, you're at work right now, you're um, at the gym working out, maybe you're going to bed, maybe you're driving, whatever you're doing, thank you. And yeah, as always, you're the best. I love you. Boom.